Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Before we start, I am one five-star rating away from 50 ratings. And I am hoping if you haven't tapped the five-star rating on iTunes yet that you will do that for me because I want to give some stuff away and if you want to be part of that giveaway then just take a screenshot of you leaving a review and a five-star rating and send it to me on Instagram like send me a message on Instagram or tag me on Instagram it's learning.wild if you haven't connected with me on Instagram yet I'm also on Facebook it's learning wild on Facebook so please hit that five stars. Please. I would so appreciate it. Today, we are chatting. I am chatting about outdoor play in the winter. I'm going to talk about how to dress your, the kiddos in your program, things I recommend for outdoor play in really cold weather, the benefits of outdoor play, and some other tips and tricks that I've learned along the way of living in Minnesota in a very cold climate in the winter. When I'm talking, I'm talking cold, I'm talking there's many times we are colder than Antarctica. It's cold here. I don't, it's not quite as cold as probably like no Alaska, but we are cold. We know how to do cold weather. We are tough Minnesotans. I really, I'm not a winter person. I am very much a summer person, but we make the best of it. And I'm going to tell you all the things about outdoor play in really cold weather. There are so many benefits of getting kids outdoors in the winter. You probably know all of these, especially with COVID right now. One of the, two of the the biggest reasons that kids need to get outside in the winter is breathing that fresh air in the fresh winter air is so good for your bodies. It's gonna help strengthen the immune system. So just those two alone are reason to get the kids outside in your program out in the winter time. I know, there are many places out there that don't go outside when it drops below 30 degrees. But come on, we in Minnesota get outside when it is negative five. It is, it's so good for everybody to be able to get outside and to breathe that really crisp, yummy, fresh winter air. It's also fantastic for physical development. I mean, they have to like, and fine motor, because getting dressed in itself is a whole entire learning experience. And then trying to walk around in all of that gear strengthens those kiddos' muscles, their core muscles, which is going to in turn help them be able to regulate their bodies to be able to sit down as they get older at a desk and hold a pencil. So that physical development piece is huge. And the the amount of strength that they're gaining from walking in snow or from rolling around in snow, or from even just getting on all of their gear. It's it's better than 
what they could do doing a 30-minute exercise video. <laughs> and also imaginative play. I've seen amazing magical moments happen outdoors in the wintertime. And even though it's chilly, and even though sometimes we're just not happy, the, the imaginative play that can take place in a winter wonderland, it is so fun to watch. Next up, what are our outdoor cold limits? Like, what do we, how do we know when it's too cold? So in Minnesota, there's no regulations put into like our child care licensing rules and regulations about how cold is too cold or how hot is too hot. But we have found a chart and I think it's put out by, I will, I will put it in the show notes. It's a link to a chart for an, somewhere in Iowa that has created this chart for child care providers to know what is too cold, what is too hot, what is too humid, along with the wind level. So in Minnesota, we very much have to track the wind chill in the winter. So the, the, real, the, the real temperature, the temperature that the thermometer says might say 10 degrees, but with the wind our real feel could be negative 20 degrees because the wind is bitter. So in Minnesota, we very much have to track the wind chill. So I will link that in the show notes. And that is the chart that we follow for too hot, too cold. And it gives you a an idea of how many minutes you can be outside and not be harmed in any way, which like frostbite or heat exhaustion or things like that. So I will link that. We go outside in our program if the real feel with like the with wind chill temperature, if it's negative five and below, we don't go outside. So that might mean we can't go outside in the morning, but it might warm up enough where we can go outside in the afternoon. So we're continually looking at the temperature throughout the day because the weather can change. So just because you can't go out in the morning doesn't mean you can't go out in the afternoon. When it's negative five, though... You can only be outside for a matter of 10 to 15 minutes without your skin freezing. The way that we have children dress is very, very important in those extreme cold temperatures. And I'll go into that in a little bit. But one thing that we have done that works, because another question that kind of goes through my mind or maybe other people's minds is, is it even worth it to get all of that gear on in order to go outside for 10, 12, 15 minutes? The answer is yes. Yes, 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 yes. Though just that short amount of time is going to help with all of those things, all of those benefits that I said earlier about just having fresh air and strengthening the immune system and physical development. And um, yes, the play doesn't get as in-depth when you can't be out there for longer than 15 minutes. I mean, I've, I've maybe spoken in another podcast about how free play needs to last longer than 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes in order for it to be like real, real true play. So um, yes, they can't get into play, but the benefits of cold, cold weather play and being able to be outside are so great that I, I think it is worth it. Another thing that we have done is that when it is cold like that, and after we get everybody suited up and out, we all come back inside after 15 minutes, everybody keeps their winter gear on, we sit on the rug, we stomp off, we do the, we call it the Minnesota stomp and we or a dinosaur stomp and stomp off all of the snow off of our boots. Then we all come inside and we sit down and listen to a story and warm up. And then we go back outside for another 10 to 15 minutes. So you can do that, you can rest and repeat. Warm up and repeat. We have done that and it's worked well. 
So how do we dress the children? There's two parts to this. Like how in the world do you get all of those three, four, and five-year-olds dressed to go outside? And then the second part would be what types of things I recommend for outdoor play in the winter and cold weather. So first, how do we get all of the kids to get dressed? I've tried different things. It is a task. It's a big task trying to get children to all figure out the right order to put things on, even just putting their snow pants on the right way, being able to zip, snap, getting mittens on over the cuffs of their jackets. There's so many different moving parts. And uh, I've tried a few things. And um, these two things really work. At one point, I would sing a song with the children. And it was kind of like a game. And they had to have all of their winter gear set out in piles. We, I would sing this song with them. And it was getting dressed. And so it started with making sure that you have your wool socks on. And then it went to, so everybody would do that at the same time. And then we would continue on with the song when everybody was done. And move to snow pants. And then everybody would get those on and then the song would move on to getting your boots on. And then it would move on. So it went through the whole entire process. Another thing that you could do is to create some sort of a visual chart that is near the where the children get dressed that has the steps, like the things that they need to put on first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth and kind of have them in order so they can start at the top and work their way down with picture cues, visual cues of what item they need to start with and what item they should end with. Because you all know, like, sometimes they put the mittens on first and then they can't do anything. So if you can get them to do them in an order that is helpful and conducive to getting them out faster, um, do those things. And help. Like we have all hands on deck when kids are getting ready for outdoor play. Usually one teacher is kind of getting themselves dressed and getting all of the kids helping zip or whatever, getting mittens over cuffs, things like that. And they're getting dressed at the same time, trying to get ready quickly so that they can get outside first with those kids who are pros at getting all their stuff on, who've been with us for a few years, who are a little bit older and more capable of putting all of their things on. And then usually there's one or two teachers who stay behind and are there with all of the kids who need more help. It can be a very overwhelming time for some children, that transition from indoor to outdoor play in the cold winter months because there's so much activity, there's so much noise, there's so much rustling of fabric. There is so much movement that some children can shut down in that time and we have noticed that and so giving kids maybe a different space who get overwhelmed quickly um, we have found that that works well again it is worth it to get dressed to go outside it might not feel like it and it might be a lot of work and you might be really sweaty when you're done but it is worth it so to the clothing that we recommend we have gone through so we're in our seventh year of being open. I am the founding director of a nature-based preschool in Minnesota called Butterfly Hill Nature Preschool and we're in our seventh year. And so we have found things that work and have found things that don't. So I'm going to start with uh, footwear. We really love Boggs footwear and uh, the, none of this is sponsored. Um, these are just things that we have found that work really well in our program. So Boggs footwear 
we have found work very well for our climate, our landscape. Again, there's many other programs out there that use different, um, maybe, maybe use sorrels or Baffin. I know Baffin are very warm, but we like the bogs because they are easily pulled on by the children. They can get them on themselves. We have to pair them with a wool sock in Minnesota and a wool sock or a fleece sock so the kiddos' toes don't get cold. They are rated to negative 30 degrees. However, if you're wearing a regular sock with it, nope, it's not. It does not work. So you need a like a smart wool or, um, I mean, I just sim- sometimes do a simple Amazon search for wool, kids' wool socks. Uh, you, yeah, you need that extra layer of sock in your boot. We've also found that if you size up a size in boots, it's helpful because it forms a pillow of warm air around your foot. And that is very helpful to keeping your feet warm as well. Bogs boots also keep their feet dry. And that's very important um, in cold winter months. You don't want wet feet because then you can't regulate the temperature of the body. So that's boots. Moving up to underlayers. So we have uh, two programs at at our preschool for outdoor play. One is our forest school program and one is just our nature, our nature preschool program. So forest school kiddos will go out to our county park system. We have a bus and so we, we drive them out and spend a couple hours outside at the county parks. And those kiddos, we very much suggest and recommend that they have a base layer. Find base layers anywhere. Cuddle duds is a good base layer. Um, something that they will wear underneath their regular clothing uh, to give your body that extra little hug that it needs in the cold winter months. So the, on really cold days, we suggest a base layer. But otherwise, regular clothes are fine. And then we're going to snow pants next. Snow pants, I like the bib style snow pants for three, fours, and fives. One brand that we have found that we love and recommend because the price point is decent um, is Lands End Squall. The Squall snow pants. They have other types of snow pants, I believe, but the Squall snow pants are fantastic because they have reinforced knees. We have noticed kids' clothes do not get wet underneath when they're playing and kneeling in the snow for long amounts of time. Sometimes those like Target brand snow pants soak right through. So the Squall lands and snow pants, fantastic. We also really love all of the squall jackets that Land's End has. They have an excellent like snow elastic thing on the inside to keep snow from going up your jacket. They have um, grow along sleeves so your kiddos can get more wear out of them because the, um, the liner inside the sleeves can grow with your child. They have a couple different styles my kiddos have had my own children the squall parkas and I really enjoyed those Um, but really for winter coats anything for outdoor winter play that's not a puffer coat puffer coats don't tend to have the waterproof layer that we need and so they get soaked really quickly and when your outdoor your outer gear is soaked it's not comfortable we also know that jackets need to be a little bit longer in the sleeves than you think they need to be because the wrists need to be covered from snow mittens we have gone through so many different brands of mittens in our program and the best snow mitten that we have found is Burton 
mini heater mitts. I think that's what they're called. I think you can just do a Google for a Burton mini heater mitt. I will link it again in the show notes. Generally, the size 6T fits most of our kiddos. We have done a 4T on occasion. They're a little bit small, um, perfect for your smaller three-year-olds and smaller four-year-olds. But the 6T seems to work really well. Burton mini heater mitts have like a velcro closure that goes around the wrist to keep it tight on their wrist and it also has the puffy cuff that is not too tight that we have gone through we used to recommend lands and squall mitts squall mittens but the elastic cuff was not stretchy enough to fit over their wrists of their jackets and that was a horrible thing and then as a teacher, you're continually putting that elastic cuff up around their jacket so the snow doesn't get onto their wrists. So the Burton mini heater mitt, the elastic is super stretchy, but not stretchy enough where snow is going to get in and it fits over their jackets perfectly. And it's also a good thing too if a jacket's a little bit too small for a kiddo and their wrists show when they stretch their arms out, that, that mini heater mitt will cover them. That's mittens. Then we have to wear a neck warmer or a balaclava, like a hood thing with a a thing that goes over your mouth and your nose to keep face skin warm. So we require a neck warmer. We do not do scarves in our program. Scarves can get tangled in things and that's just a mess and dangerous and so we do like a fleece neck warmer uh neck gaiter something like that to wear over their nose over their cheeks and it covers just under their eyes i know there are some programs in minnesota who also do like a snow goggle with their kids when they're out longer in the colder in the really cold extreme temperatures we have not done that yet and then a hat Hats are super important. There are some fantastic on Amazon, and I'll link it in the um, I'll link it in the show notes. There are these fantastic hood things that kids have shown up in our program, and they work perfectly because they cover their ears, they cover their nose, they cover their mouth, and they cover their neck, and it tucks into the jacket perfectly. One thing that we have noticed is that if a kiddo comes with a hat that's too small, their ears show. Or if they come with um, a hat with like the long braids on the side, those can kind of get tangled in things. So it's very important to, f- to have a hat that is big enough to fit over their ears that covers their whole entire earlobe. You can't have any earlobe sticking out. And so that's important to tell parents as well. I have been wanting to create a... In an informational video for parents about winter clothing for quite some time. Haven't gotten around to it. Maybe I'll have time and then it could be something that you could share with parents in your programs as well. So that is the clothing that we recommend. I don't think I missed anything. What do we do when we go outside in the cold winter months? We are very blessed and we have like a little hill that kids can sled down. So sledding is super fun. You always have to make sure you have enough sleds though. We seem to have to buy new sleds every single year because they crack and break and whatnot. So sleds, plenty of sleds. One thing I love to do in the wintertime is to take ice cube trays and different pans and pots and make 
ice chunks, like colored ice chunks and all sorts of different colors, adding berries or cranberries and um, maybe dried flowers, things like that, and then just throw them outside in the snow and let the kids find them and discover them. And it's like a treasure hunt outside in the snow. The kids love them. I have seen so many things happen with these ice chunks. It just becomes thing for them. It's like a loose part outside, a winter loose part. We love to paint the snow, taking out watercolor paints or regular paint and painting the snow. We have a large parking lot. We are located in a church, so there's a parking lot, and they snow plow the snow into one big pile in the wintertime, and that has become a coveted place to go in the winter is to the large snow hill outside of our preschool fence. So the children love to climb up there and slide down on their bumpers or make little nooks and crannies and sometimes we'll bring out mud kitchen items for them to play snow kitchen with, winter ice kitchen. It's a, it's a magical, magical snow hill. It has become so many things. One winter we had so much snow. Like the snow was over waist deep for children. And so our kiddos, our outdoor classroom is one acre. And so our kiddos couldn't get from the top of the outdoor classroom to the back of the outdoor classroom without getting stuck or getting exhausted or whatever you may have it. So we ended up having to have a dad come in and he snowplowed paths through our outdoor classroom so that the kids could get to other places in the classroom. And that was fun. It was like this great snow maze that we had somebody make. I've always wanted to make a Quincy. It's like a snow hut that is safe for children to be in. The way that you create it is, I don't know how, maybe it's engineered in a way that it won't cave in. So it makes it a little bit safer for children to be in than just making a, like digging a snow fort into the side of a, a mountain. Uh, and I already mentioned snow kitchen. We have so much fun watching the kids make yummy treats with snow and ice that they find in the outdoor classroom. There's lots more things that you can do outside. Those are just some of our favorites. If you have any further questions on outdoor play, if you think I missed anything, these are just things like I rattled off the top of my head. Um, and I hope maybe that they some of the tips helped out. I will link all of the things again, like I said, in the show notes so you can find what you're looking for and go play go play outside get those kids outside this winter hey i need you to do me a huge 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 favor if you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more can you please go on to itunes and leave me a five-star review i would so appreciate it and then connect with me on instagram it's learning.wild we'll see you around